Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi everybody and welcome to Shretford Paddock. This is David. This is Justin. Oh, we're going down that route, are we? Very formal, fair enough. I was a multi-award winning journalist using that name. Uh, what sorts you about the ice? It's mint, innit? It's melted already. Yeah, That's because it's about a thousand <laughs> degrees in this room. <laughs> Hence why I asked for ice water, not bath water. <laughs> All right. Steven's got a new toy. It's called an ice maker. It's fucking sensational, <laughs> isn't it? It is good. This On is demand cool. ice, lads. Forget sliced bread. Forget the sat-nav. Forget the wheel. On demand ice. What will they think of next? It's amazing what they come up with. I just can't get over it. Frozen water. Con- condensation. Condensation. Hey. So you know it's good. How are you over there, Dave? You all right, mate? Yeah, my ice is melted too. <laughs> People don't understand how hot it is in this room. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'm sat here in a in a hoodie. <sighs> Just used to this warm weather coming from Salford or living in Salford. Um, Get involved in the comments. Yeah. Do you like ice? Yeah, let us know what you think. Do you know what I want to ask people? Because people keep commenting on it. And I won't ask you actually because you sat next to me. Jason Sanchez. Jason Sanchez. Yeah. The joke, is it done now? No, absolutely Producer not. Producer Joe, he's Producer Joe today. Joe Smith, who you all know very well. He's shouting yes. David, what are you saying? Jason Sanchez or Jaden Sancho? Jason. Oh, you're sticking with it. Right. You're sticking with it. Here's the thing. You know he's mates with like half of my football team. Mm, there's friends, a, there's a real friends. chance that he's heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that warms my cockles. 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm going to call it him. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, people are getting involved in the comments already. Well, Cameron S says, I like Jason Sancho. Sanchez, even. Yeah. Get it right. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. We'll do as we're told. Well, I will anyway. He won't. He'll just do what he wants. Uh, Louis Tuffer says Jason Sanchez. Yeah, so, so there you up. go. All right, fair There's enough. more comments, people going, what, what is Jason Sanchez? Right, Jason, because what happened the other night, me and Joe did the uh, transfers live, and I realised some people in the comments that I've not seen have said, are these two for real? Who is Jason Sanchez? They don't even know his name. <laughs> it's like, it's a joke we've been doing for, some would argue, a little bit too long on this channel where I we've been agree. calling him Jason Sanchez, Joe shouting, he agrees yeah. we've been doing it for too long. Um, and I've noticed quite a few comments like, lads, it was funny the first time, but it's wearing a bit thin now. We've had a year of it. That's the whole point of jokes. They get funnier the longer they go on. Yeah. There's a bit of a down spiral, but it comes back straight back up, doesn't it? Okay. Well, Tyrone Tuama, Tuama, sorry, I've butchered that one, says, Jason Sanchez until he wins the Champions League with us. All right, that's fair enough. Um, John F09 says, Saden Jancho. Uh, Mark Johns Hull says, Steve, want to come and join me in my hot tub? Who says that? I call Mark. Um, How many's he had? Hey, starting I'll early, your, ain't he? On the, I'll old, get on the drink, hey? Started drinking. We haven't done nearly this enough podcasts from hot tubs, as far as I'm concerned. There's a reason for that, Stephen. Why? Good taste. I, right. I reckon it's more with, to do with water <laughs> mechanics and electronics. <laughs> Maybe way. that's a members' video. Stephen Housing in a hot tub. Hey, that'll get the members flying in. Joe's saying, can we talk about football? I know, he's getting annoyed now. All right, let's talk about Jaden Sancho, stroke Jason Sanchez, because as the thumbnail says, and you know me, I like to stick to the thumbnails, Dortmund have set a deadline. Who tells us that Dortmund have set a deadline, who, who Stephen? Him? Your mate, Jan Agafjortoft. Not my mate. Why not? What's wrong with him? Not my mate. All right, well, make a bit more effort, please. He's a lovely man. Um, he says... Jan Agafjortoft even says... I don't know why I've just repeated that. Excuse me, I'm just reading words in front of me. Um... Re Sancho, it's been suggested from some that Man United wants to make the deal happen before, in capitals, just to emphasise that point, the Euros, as there has been no contact directly between the clubs, this is not likely at all. And he's quoted himself, quite like this, he's quote tweeted himself, which is clever. Dortmund will travel to, travel to their training camp the 23rd of July. That's the deadline this summer, three exclamation marks. But they hope to have a final decision as soon as possible. So the 23rd of July is what Jan Agafjortov is saying. He's sort of been borderline ITK a little bit, hasn't he? Jan Agafjortov. He seems to have some connections there. I wouldn't say he's tier one by any stretch of the imagination, but he's someone who... You can put a little bit of weight behind his well, words. I'm going to give you some breaking news on myself here, Jay. Go on, because you know a few things. Stratford Paddock are playing SE Dons on the 25th of July. Right. And I wanted Jason Sanchez to come watch that game. <laughs> so, stick that in your calendars. So, using the term breaking news quite loosely there, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I've got some breaking news for you. Anyway. I wanted something to happen. Anyway. Right, okay. Anyway. Yeah, I've got breaking news. On that note. Yeah. So that's obviously when they're going on, on camp. Yep. The amount of people who go, all transfers have to happen before then. Yeah. They, they never do. No. With all the will in the world, they never do. The fact that if what Jan's saying there is... Jan um, is your mate now, is it? I didn't say he's my mate. I said what Jan said. <laughs> Pay attention. Jan. Um, <laughs> what Jan's saying now, Mr. Fjortoft. Even. That's better. Use his correct For Fjortoft. Yeah. <laughs> right. If there's been no contact between United and Dortmund, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Right. Well, 
That is a point. One thing I will say, though, about the deadline thing. The United just go, I wish we could sign Sancho. Yeah. And then just, like, squeeze yeah. dead hard and, and, like... Did it work? No. You tried that last time, though, Fuck. I yeah. Think I think it's like the tactic. Well, that was in the tactics like just get the player to really want to come and then hope the club will say, all right, then don't give us the 110 million we quid we want. Stare at the phone. You going, can just give us 70. Ring your bastard! Yeah. Like, do you not realize they have to negotiate with Dortmund at some point? You can't just keep going to Jason Sanchez or Jaden Sancho and say, do you want to come to United? He's like, yeah, we'll give you loads of money. Yeah, yeah. Five year deal. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Sound. Have you uh, spoke to him in the club about that? Nah. No. no. What if they say no? Yeah. <laughs> if we don't ask him, they can't say no. <laughs> and they might say no. Yes. That's when we try and pay him fucking magic beans and fucking never, never IOU tickets. <laughs> Maybe we'll just keep doing this every summer until he's not got a contract with him anymore. And we go, cool, now you can join us. Save a lot of money. And then he'll go to Chelsea. That's a good point. Though. Dave's got a hell of a point there. Because then when he's out, he's a free transfer though. Nice. Hey, Glazenomics would love that one there. Uh, Ian in the super chat says, with Sancho coming in, he's confident. Does that mean Mbappe on the bench or could he play on the left with Sancho on the right and Ronaldo up front? These are, that's a very good question. That's that. a good looking question. Ian, yeah. It deserves an answer. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be um, Ronaldo on the bench. No, <sighs> listen, I'd love to sign any of them, but the Sancho one with the deadline, we mentioned deadline last summer. And it's come true. It's proven right. We spoke to Patrick Berger and he said, quote, if you miss this, this deadline, this was last summer, that Dortmund have given you, you know, you look a bit perturbed. Yeah, I think he just keeps clicking the, the blackout screen. Right, we don't, no one needs to know about the technical <laughs> shenanigans. Um, he said, this deadline that Dortmund have given, it matters to them. And once you go past that deadline, they're not going to talk to you. Well, that's what happened last summer. Wasn't yeah, it? and everyone was like, like, "There's a deadline," and no, we was like, "Is there though? Really? If we give him money, they'll just take it off the deadline." He was like, "No, they won't." And they didn't. No. <laughs> like, as far as we're concerned, that transfer isn't happening this summer because the deadline's gone, and we're now in our preseason training. Did we learn anything from that? Let's let's find out in about six weeks. Yeah, when we go deadline, you know what you're about, mate. No, not interested. And Maybe it's a language barrier. They don't. Know yeah. the German word for it. Well, wasn't it the time barrier that it does for Haaland when he was in Norway? Didn't we ring it like they said nine o'clock in like Norwegian time and we rang in English time, which was too late? And he went to Mulder or wherever it was. Something like that. That's what I read, so it must be true. I read it on the internet. Go on, you're having a little bit of a a, a Google there. Um Cool boy says Haaland rather than Sancho. Sancho slightly overrated. Was anyone concerned with his England performance? Because I've seen a few people on social media. Do you know what the the German word for uh, deadline is? Frist. Frist, yeah. Mm. You can can clearly (laughs) see. 25 inches or so. No, I remember it from school. It was what we learned in German, like the first lesson. What's deadline for us? There you go. Good. You'll, You'll need that. 24 years from now. Was you learning German in case they won? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) During the blitz, you didn't know which way it was going to go, so So just, just, you know, hedge your bets. Plan ahead a little bit. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You know how it is. Eins, zwei, drei, say after me. Uber alles, and all that jazz. Um, Yeah, did you you watch England? Yeah. Was Sancho all right? Because a few people slagging him off. I didn't watch it because, you know, Top red. The tempo of the game was gash. Yeah. They played the forward four that I wanted to see us play, but the forward four that I wanted to see us play and be a counter attacking side. And we had like, I don't know, 104% possession. 
Right. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so you didn't really get to see the characteristics and of the reasons why I wanted to see those players all play together. Why we're playing the likes of Romania. That's probably not who's going to knock us out of the Euros, is it? Mm, is that not the sort of standard of teams that tend to knock us out of those competitions? No, so, like literally Romania in 2000. Okay, so 21 years ago that happened. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, usually in the friendlies, though, don't, you don't play like why the, the bestest. Why? I don't know. I mean, probably from our point All of right. view, because so we'll England get battered and as we found ruin out, our Joe's confidence. still not come to terms with that England haven't won a single knockout game against the big opposition ever. Not since 66. 66 when there's questionable circumstances, right? <laughs> since then, and we, we play guffing friendlies. I don't know, maybe don't play guffing friendlies. Maybe test yourself. Maybe don't go for like this perfect record for years and years. And then as soon as you get to any sort of meaningful competition, get twatted. All right, then go on. I'll ask you this from him because he doesn't like to talk about it, but he does manage a football team, Mr. Housen. Keep it on the low. Um, when you're going into a friendly, what are you wanting from a friendly? It if you're going into a friendly, friendly. Like, like, if you were that scenario, do you want to build up confidence by beating a relatively poor team? Do you want to sort of have a lot of the ball so you, you, know, you can test out your passages of play or whatever? All right, well, or do you want to play a mint team and see how ready you are for this tournament? England typically qualify what? with perfect records from qualification. Yeah, right? I remember the Capella one. Was it nine out of ten? Yeah, well, yeah, we've had ten out of tens in the past. So that happens. Now... Those are your games in technically competitive environment where you find out what you do when you come up against your low blocks and you're going to have loads of the ball. Okay, doc. That's not why England lose tournaments. England lose tournaments because they just come up against better teams or, or better systems. So when they come up against a Germany, a France, a Portugal, an Italy, even a Croatia, where, to be honest, England could have won that game. Or an Iceland. Iceland's just an embarrassment, isn't yeah. it? Those are the games that England typically lose. Now, I created a new football club out of nothing last year. Yeah. And I got us the hardest possible friendlies that I could find. I found established teams. I found a team, a Sunday league team, which I know has got seven professional players in. And it's full of absolute dickheads. Uh, they delivered on everything that I thought they would. Brought yeah. flares and everything for winning a preseason friendly. Sound. The first ever game that we had was against the best amateur team in the Manchester area. The team that had gone on. Uh, I think they were either undefeated or lost just one, aren't they? In the Manchester Premier Division. You're talking leagues and leagues above us. And the reason I did that is because I, I was like, right, well, these are the best. These are the ones that are going to cause us the most dramas. I want to see how far we're off. And, yeah. and can we live with that level of opposition? We got beaten a cup a few weeks ago against a team that went flawless through the league. I've been in touch with them and said, come have a friendly in pre-season. I want to play as again. I want to okay, see fair enough. Right. For me, that's what you've got to do is you've got to go and play the best yeah. to know how far you're off them. What is the point? I, like We get a lot of people DMing us and wanting to play us. And there's a lot yeah. of teams that we know we're far superior than. What's the point? What is the, what, what is the need in some sort of ego trip of playing someone and putting 10 past them? Yeah, Yay, nice one. What did you learn? Nothing. Because when, I, when we play Germany, we're not going to have 70% possession and we're not going to beat them. Yeah. So you have to learn how to play without the ball and you have to learn how to be tested and how you cope in those situations. And that's why I think the mentality is all the way, all the way wrong. Well, the issue um, is when we are playing internationals, we have, I think we played France, I think we have played Germany in, in friendlies. They're never the, the Germany that's going to be in the competition. They're always, they're trying their team out. They've got 
under-21s playing, things like that. So you're never going to be able to test yourself against these top think, teams yeah. because they never put the full team out. Uh, True Physique says, it was Portugal who knocked us out in 2000. I think we lost to Portugal. They didn't knock us out. Then we beat Germany. And then we um, then we got beat off Romania, which was what knocked us out. But, I mean, it was a shambles as usual. Um, there's also a couple of super chats, which I'll read out. Uh, Cameron S says, if England win the group, they play second of the group of I death. Richard here saying, Go on. you got put out by Iceland in the last competition, but you only get put out by big teams. I think we only get put out no, by big teams. it's just usually, yeah. That's the thing. So as soon as we come up against anyone, we're ex- like, so a tough game, we go out. Croatia. Simple. Uh, Cameron S, if England win the group, they play second of the group of death, France, Portugal or Germany. They aren't making it past round 16. One Martin, I mean, that's, you know, that's, it doesn't matter sometimes who we play. Uh, one Martin says, Leicester sign league un winning CDM, Sumare for 18 million. Um, Yet another player to be linked with in two years for 65 million. Need better scouts or listen to them. Harry Matthews, thanks for your super chat, Harry. I think you did one before, which is not really uh, copy on it, but you've just done another one. Uh, the clubs are using an intermediate as the negotiator, which is why they are saying there hasn't been any direct contact between the cl- two clubs. Love you lot. We love you too, bro. Um, yeah, we had this last time, didn't we? Who was it who was involved last time? Was it something like Stefan Lichtensteiner's brother or something? Who was involved in the Sancho negotiations? Sure. Yeah, I mean, there was there was people getting involved. I mean, we have had it in the past, haven't we, where people have pretended to be from Manchester United and tried to buy under Herrera. Yeah, under Herrera that was quite an there. interesting transfer window, wasn't it? wasn't it? It was funny that. It was like that day, wasn't it? When we, we bought Fellaini for more than we had to. We tried to buy Fabio Contrao at like half ten at night and Real Madrid were like, no. I'm in bed. Yeah, and we're not going to be able to buy anyone to replace him because the transfer deadline ends in fucking seven minutes. So go away. Then there was rumours we were going to buy Sammy Kadera and they were like, well, that's not happening. Um, and then, yeah, we didn't buy anyone. It was a bit yeah, of a shambles. We, we oh, yeah, and then we had the imposters go uh, negotiate uh, with um, Bill Bow, was but it? How Sorry. did they know, though? Because we did sign him the following transfer window, didn't we? So Maybe they just sort of heard we were in for him, thought, we'll get involved in this. We'll go make this happen. Proactive, I've got, I've I like it. Quick question here. Tom Greenwell, aren't some of the clubs that are making requests to play Paddock just doing the same thing you're advocating and looking to test themselves? Yes, to a certain degree, oh. but there's no benefit to us to play a team that's potentially several levels below. You want to really look for... Honestly, the best games are the ones that are 50-50. Not necessarily against a team that you're going to have to defend for your lives, that you don't necessarily learn too much in those. You want to be tested, not twatted. And you don't want to roll someone over as well. That's the difference. Is like I'm not saying England... I mean, England are probably a top 10 team. So England could yeah, probably come, choose come anyone on, let's not be too within silly the top here. 10 and have a competitive fixture. Yeah. This isn't like fucking San Marino going, let's, right, okay, so let's start out. We'll, we'll play Brazil and then fucking France. And like, <laughs> that's not what we're saying. San Marino can have competitive football fixtures against like... The Red Lion. Chester yeah. or someone like that. Or, or you know, the and other clubs, Andorra. teams ranked, yeah, yeah, Andorra and Liechtenstein. That's competitive football for them. Winners. Be competitive because that's where you Tap find low. out how to win and how to not lose. That's what I'm saying. Makes lots of sense. Um, also, for the England thing, did anyone answer me on the Jaden Sancho front, how well he played? I can't remember. I don't think he it was a It was a shit game. So right, okay, right, that's fair enough. Let's focus on the positive, though. Marcus Rashford, his 100th career you did goal. did play shit. <laughs> and it wasn't for missing a penalty. He just played shit. He was overshadowed by everybody on the pitch, and that was Jordan Henderson. Ward Prowse should have... Should have rightly have walked into that dressing room afterwards and gone Southgate. Really? Fucking wank. Roy Key made a good point. He, he said, like, he if, he's, if he's not funny, if he's not funny, if he's not fit, like, why is he going? He can't get match fit for it. 
So what's he doing? Is he doing like a car? Is he doing car tricks and is he entertaining them all? Does he do pub quizzes or whatever? I think he said. Like, why is he going? Yeah, because Southgate he's said he's good for the dressing room. Yeah, like, what's that mean? Yeah. And I, I kind of get that. I think if you're not, like, I know there's a, you say, oh, there's a lot of players that are going, but those places are precious. And you can't be taking someone who's not 100%. Now, you might go, well, okay, well, Harry Maguire isn't 100%, but maybe he shouldn't be going either. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. if these players like, aren't 100% fit, what are they going to get fit during the tournament? Is that not a bit well, overly risky? I mean, with, with Maguire, I get it a little bit because I'm not just being United fan and biased, but I do think Southgate, especially the way he plays and, and what Maguire brings to that defence, he's the best defender, I don't care what anyone says. Jordan Henderson, when everyone's fit, for me, wouldn't even get in the team anyway. I if think, he was fit, I don't I think I it's have from, him. was it 2006 when Rooney broke his foot and they, they took him along? He should I mean, never have gone. Do you remember all that you know, shit? Like, Wayne Rooney was a goal scorer who was a phenom. Jordan Henderson is a fucking bang average midfielder who runs like he's wearing a nappy. Well, Rooney came back in that because he was scoring. They go, well, that works. So if he's injured, you can right. Thing is, Rooney wasn't wasn't himself in the 2006 World Cup. You can make shocking that he went. A case for for great players to go when they're match winners and and attacking players. You wouldn't take someone in defence or in midfield in the engine room. And I don't think Harry Maguire should have gone. I don't think Rashford should have gone. That's another story. Like, we were speaking about this last time, and it's like, from a United point of view, don't want him to go because there's talk of him missing the start of the season if, if he has to have his operation or he's going to have his operation if England get quite far. I think he'll have... If England went all the way to the final, which is highly unlikely, I know. Oh, I know. No, wait. Notch has got a horrible comment in there that I didn't want to think about. Go on. What's the chances Rashford gets the Beckham or Neville treatment post-tournament if he misses one good chance? I think he should take back all the free meals he's given to everyone. Just say, right, okay, yeah, you're not having them. <laughs> and go to WA And Smith. also, you know, we'll and make the government do an un-U-turn, un so they're not going to give 400 million quid or whatever it is to poverty-stricken people. Yeah. Um, and you can have my MBE back as well. Go to WH Smith and say, not half price anymore, full yeah, price. Yeah, exactly. Have a bit of that. Um, and postage. It is going to be, we spoke about this last time, but the, there is going to be probably a bogeyman and it probably will be a Manchester United player because that's what the English press loves well, to do. Just the odds are, the we, we like take more do. players. I mean, have United got more players in the squad than anyone, despite being a bit shit? I don't. I think we've got four, and I think who's close to that? Probably, yeah. Probably, probably have. Uh, let me bring up the England squad to get it. Well, say you got Stones, Foden, Sterling, Sterling, City then. Walker, City have got yeah. City got four. They all shared a big Uber from Manchester together. So, but you know, everyone hates United, though, don't they? Like all fans hate United. You might have Trippier joining that as well, and Sancho. So you could end up with six by the end of it. But the thing is, like, even when it's a United player playing against England, when Ronaldo winked, everyone hated him and he got his own vandalised. He was His job was to play for Portugal, not for England. It was to win the game for Portugal. He also, I don't know if you fucking come to terms with this or not, did not stamp on Carvalho's bollocks. <laughs> a different guy did that. Like, Ro- Rooney stood all over Carvalho's bollocks, independently of anything Ronaldo did. <laughs> and then there was a little bit of shoving afterwards. <laughs> Which is irrelevant to the fact that Wayne Rooney jumped all over fucking Ricardo Carvalho's bollocks, right? Which I don't know if you've read the laws of the game. is contrary to fucking several of the rules. Now you just definitely Ronaldo's fault. Now you're just getting technical, Steve. So, I mean, literally, I mean, I remember them analysing the wink and I was like, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing? Yeah. Like, it literally could have been, right, they've got 10 men, don't do anything stupid, sound. Yeah, <laughs> like it was, it, it it was just absolutely stupid that people were losing the um, 
losing their minds over it and like everyone was like, oh, he's out of order and the press were like, um, you know, you you winker uh, and all well, that sort of stuff. Rooney didn't help though, didn't he come out and say that he fell out with Ronaldo over it and they had to get back together and have a no, meeting? No, I think they, they, yeah, they, they quickly saw it out, I think. Fergie well, I think, right I think straight after, I think the emotions well, you've got to remember, game. right, there was a lot of the English press who were saying that Fergie should sell Ronaldo. Yeah, I remember, back of it. I remember. He's got to go. Oh, yes. Let's just sell a player who's just about to become the best on the planet and win us the lot for the next three years because he winked after Ray Rooney stamps on his teammates' gonads. Ronaldo think, wanted to go, though, because he, I think he saw the backlash coming. And, uh, and we were speaking about this. I think there's a lot of United fans, and no one will admit it now, but he would have sided with Rooney. Had it been a choice of one of them two leaving the club? Yeah, undoubtedly. People have gone, well, Rooney's got to stay. Ronaldo yeah. was a Joe. A, a st- I'm not even sure he was a step above Nanny, really, at the time going in. 05, 06, there was flashes of good there, but certainly not what he came after. Fergie, didn't he, about giving, I can't remember what the bonus was, if he scored 15 goals. and did he, he didn't get it that season before, did he? I think it was the 2000 and uh, the, the year after when what was the first game, Fulham, but 5-1 won it, and I think he's got, did he score a couple in that? I think Rooney, Rooney set him up, didn't yeah. he? And then he was saying, like, I think Rooney yeah. got asked about it, and he said, there's no dramas with me and him, he said, we've gone. And, and this is it, one thing, right? Did a really shit BBC interview sitting yeah. in a changing room together, did you no, see it? No, it was no. so cringe. I, this is one thing Rooney doesn't get enough credit for, for me, is the amount of goals he created for others. Like, he, he had next to him, Ronaldo, when Ronaldo got golden boot, Van Persie, when Van Persie got golden boot, Dimitar Berbatov, when Berbatov got golden boot, and also they all won the title that season as well. So it wasn't like he was just helping someone get a load of goals and didn't win anything. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. He was the ultimate selfless. And he also scored more goals for Manchester United than anyone else in history. And England. And England. But and people yeah, go, oh, he, he didn't, didn't quite have expectations. He wasn't a good enough striker and he scored he didn't, Jay, he that. didn't reach his potential. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what was his potential? Like, what do you want from the guy? Like, unless his potential was a bit better than Ronaldo. Yeah. Like... <laughs> like Rooney at times was was a shade under being the best player in the world for four or five years, which is pretty good. He was two injuries away from me for being in that conversation. I think if he hadn't got injured in 2004 against Portugal when he had to come off, we could have won the Euros off the back of him. And also in 2010 against Bayern Munich, we could have won the, the, the double. And again, he would have been the main man, not Ronaldo, yeah. not, not anyone else. And, it, you know, it was the metatarsal, I think, both times. Or it was well, metatarsal on the ankle. Didn't he do it? He did it against away, away, but the home game he played, didn't he? Yeah, he stamps like on him right at the end, didn't he? And he played him, and he had yeah. him, like, wheeled him out and caught go him. And, go and watch my um, warm down that I did with Tony Strudwick, because he says they they wanted to get Rooney off because he was injured at half-time in the home leg, I think. Yeah, it might yeah. have been the away leg, but I think it was he the kept home sig- leg. Fergie kept signalling to him, and Rooney kept giving the thumbs up. And he was obviously not. And then they was also going to take Raphael off at oh, halftime, who was on a yellow. And then apparently this. they don't got in the changing this. rooms and there was a fight, like a proper Barney between several people. Um, I need to ask people about that. And then the buzzer went, like yeah. you've all got to get back out. And they're like, right, fucking get out. And then they got out and they went, oh, they make the subs. Berit. <laughs> Imagine. That was the most nailed on your second yellow ever, won it? But Everyone I, I was saying, he's going to get... Some, what is he still doing on the pitch? He's going to get another oh, yeah. yellow. Rafael's. Oh, he's got another yellow. Oh, he's sent off. I'm still convinced uh, that... I think Rooney was Van also Gell. poor in that second half as well. But I think he got he came off in the end, yeah. And yeah, I'm convinced Van Gaal got rid of Raphael because of that game. He wasn't even our manager at the point, but the moment Ah, he, he stayed in, in his memory. Um, Walton oh, was like, ha, no. Yeah, not having you. Why? That was one signing, that uh, one sale we shouldn't have made because he was... He still had something to offer and, you know, he was... A, a popular player on it with mm. the fans and everything. Um, also, on the Euros front, we have got Twitch watch-alongs kicking off this Friday 
Uh, Where? With Italy versus Turkey. On Twitch? On Twitch, mate. Twitch. YouTube, right? It's all right. It's good, obviously. We're here on YouTube now. I like it. But got to move with the times, granddad. We've already done it, haven't we? Me and him. Yeah. We're doing under sweat free watch alongs on Twitch before you were born. So, yeah. Well, you were doing a lot before I was fucking Yeah, born, exactly. We were covering the Busby babes and all that, mate. Don't really worry about that. Um, so, we're going to be back on Twitch for that. So, make sure you check it out. It's going to be me. It's going to be Joe Smith and a few others as well. We're going to do a few joining the game. We're not going to do England. We're going to do different ones because, you know, we're like that. And also, there's these other United players playing in different teams as well, so we yeah. can look and talk about that. There's also another channel in this studio doing England. No, we chose not to do it today. <laughs> we didn't get told, right? Me and Joe decided we don't want to do England anyway. So you and Rio, wherever it is, can do what you want. We're not bothered. Um, but there, there's a good chance that we've got Rooney on over the summer. In here. In here. In here. I've interviewed him twice, mate. Not a big thing. Done in a bar though. No, Not I haven't. No. All right. Fair, fair comment. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> There's some of the guests that we've got coming on in the summer that I am. Do I have to delete tweets? If I'm here. Shit right. faced. Yeah, there's definitely going to be something. All right, I might have to start deleting. Just give me a heads up so I can delete the tweets definitely in case I bump in Definitely some really Rob, awkward. Definitely some Robbie Savage ones. Oh, right. mate. Yeah, 100%. I've already had that a few times with journalists that I've bumped into. I've done a podcast with and I've gone, oh. <laughs> and then someone's tweeted that we're on a podcast together and it's, why is that not coming up? Oh, because you've blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Um, get involved in the comments. Let us know what you think about all that. Rooney was mint. Yeah. I think I, I think I underappreciated him. I think we all did. I think the problem with Rooney, I, I, I used to and this is the one about him. criticism I will have of him, and I think this is the difference perhaps between Messi and him and, and Ronaldo. I don't, think, I don't buy into this thing that Rooney didn't dedicate himself or didn't, you know, was, wasn't focused. He was. I think sometimes when there was stuff going on off the pitch, it got to him. And there was a couple of times, little spells, towards the 2000, end of the 2012 season, when City won the league, he went off the boil a little bit a few games with stuff going on in the press and I think it might have just got in his head a little bit because he was that type of player when he's that type of bloke. Whereas Ronaldo, the world could be on fire and he didn't matter. Mm. He was just laser focused. I, yeah. I just remember if we drew a game or didn't win, everyone would be, oh, it's because Rooney didn't score. It wasn't because... Yeah, there was it, an yeah, element it, of that it, as well. It was, it was ridiculous. Everyone was like that. Like Rooney got 34 goals this season but it was his fault we lost, lost the league because uh, he didn't score in that last one that we needed a goal for. What? Do you know what I mean? And the thing with Rooney is, what I loved about him, that often goes underrated, was like, how many times could he get the crowd going? Yeah. He'd fly into a tackle. Like, he'd run 90 yards. He got that with idea, didn't he? Yeah. Like, first couple of minutes, big game, yeah. welly someone, yeah. get a bollock in, yeah. job jobbed. <laughs> Crowds on its feet going mental. Do you remember when, remember when he got that injury, where he nearly, like, cut his own artery from flying into, a, like, a... Was it against Fulham or something? Something like Someone stood, wasn't it? Who had, like, those... those yeah, it just of, goes, oh. Yeah. And it was like, that was an inch the other way. Like, it would have done his femoral artery, or whatever it was called. <laughs> like, he, you know, he might not have lived. Because he was just like a lunatic. But a lunatic who was absolutely amazing at football as well. Just, it, it was weird in it how now you sort of, people appreciate him more. And you go, actually, that guy that scored 250-odd goals for us. <laughs> he was actually pretty good, wasn't he? <laughs> think about, uh, just think uh, about 250 goals, right? It's literally 25 goals a season for 10 years. <laughs> right, that's... Consistency on another level, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like you say, and also he wasn't just a player that just got goals. As I said before, you know, he yeah. created I mean, so many brothers in his own box. When in the ball back, he was, he was ridiculous. It used to annoy me and all. I know. Get <laughs> in the other box. That's what you paid for. 
Um, some of the comments have just seen, um, what do you guys think about Villa outbidding Arsenal for Buendia? I'd be more in, I'd be more worried if Buendia was going to a small club like Arsenal over a behemoth like Aston Villa. Would be my thing. Well, Aston Villa are a big club in Arsenal. Facts. Facts. They won the European Cup. Facts. Arsenal never won that ever. No. Do you know what I mean? So there you go. That's the that's how you work out. We've worked it out for you. Um, good player though, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, Max Aaron's Buendia. Uh, another lad they got there as well at Norwich. That's a bit of a baller. Who is it? Campwell. You know, they, they've oh, had yeah. some fucking real good players down there that I was shocked didn't move on instantly, to be honest. I think there's going to be some real interesting transfers. Go. I just saw one earlier that Leicester are looking at, I think it's Samir and uh, Edouard, and they're going to get them probably for around about 36 million, something along those lines. And you think, Jesus, we couldn't sign a backup fucking left back for that sort of price, would we? No. And they're getting two players for that. They're very, their scouting is... Unreal. It's a different phone line when yeah. we pick up. We ring up, we go, how much? It's United. Tell them 80 million. And then we go, yeah, all right. I'm going to win it. Or we, we say, we'll, we'll ring, do it. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. 78. But we'll wait a month. Two million next week. Yeah, all right, sound. Um, with the Euros, we've got quite a few players over there, haven't we? Not just Manchester United players in the of, England team. A lot of team, Premier League players have got over there. There's a lot of Premier League players, but you've got more, like... More than any other league, Jay. Really? Um, we've got Pogba. Even an M- MLS player, I think. What? Who? I don't know. No cares. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, that's true. Uh, we've got Donny van der Beek. We've got Paul Pogba as well, obviously. We were talking then about 2006. It was a bit of a springboard for Ronaldo. Do you think maybe some like Donny could have a decent summer and get himself going? Because he hasn't saying. really got going at Manchester United yet, has he? He might get game time because he's not been getting it for United. And I don't think it's... He's not been getting it for friendlies. Has he not? <laughs> oh. Maybe. Ooh, oh, he, oh could, he might be an injury. You might pop him in. And just <laughs> He might set the world on fire. I just want to see him play some football because I'm the only one on the planet who doesn't know anything about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Everyone has an expert and I'm sitting there going, well, I saw him for Ajax twice, I think. Yeah. I've uh, seen like 20 minutes worth of football for United. And yeah, uh, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, when I've seen him for United, he hasn't done a lot. So I'm not going to go, well, One game against Southampton, he was very good. Yeah, fair, fair point. Um, everyone was terrible against Leicester, but he was as well. So it's like, I'm waiting to see him play football so I can make a judgment. Dylan Levitt, going to the Levitt, w- Welsh team. Amazing yeah. that for him. I, yeah. I mean, two years ago, was it, we were watching qualify from the under-19s. Yeah, we drove to Bangor for a stadium smaller than this room. That was freezing. To watch him, it was so cold. It was double big coat weather, right? Really? To watch him play for Wales under-19s off the fucking bench, right, against San Marino. And when he came on as well, he looked 15 levels above the entire squad on the pitch there. That's been that. Um, and yeah, now he's, you know, not only is a full Wells international, he's been killing it. And even more than that, what man of the match over there? He went, Can't get a game for United. He went to Croatia, didn't he, John Lovett? Didn't really play much. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of a sideways move, but obviously doing well internationally. I know it's not the Euros, but also Hannibal. Your mate, Dave, you're always raving about. He played for Tunis the other day. I've seen highlights, look like he had a good game. Yeah, from what I've, I, I didn't watch the game, but from what I've read, it looks like they were very impressed with him. It's, I mean, it's, it was a strange one, Tunisia. Obviously, everyone thought he was going to be France's next thing coming from, I can't even say it, what's the place called? Clairefontaine. That's the one. That's um, where they all come from, isn't it? The, yeah. the French style. Because he had his little he, that Instagram spat with Ted and Mengi, didn't he? When um, he hugged the other player and he put that underneath. Ted and Mengi was like, nah, hang on a minute. Not having this. What's this? 
Clayton in the house. Yeah, Clayton, <laughs> mate. I, I felt bad for him. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Delete that one, son. But yeah, he's chose uh, Tunisia and... Fair play. Yeah, you know, yeah, well, like, you know that's where you want to play. That's your where you consider you exactly. Country, he's, country he's, that's what he wants, you've ever he wants to do. And he's going to get game time there as well. Yeah. Look at him. If he was at, chose France, would he be France. playing for France? Jeez, yeah. Yeah, obviously he's made a decision for himself and getting game got a game already and it looks like he's doing well and you know, I hope he has a lot of success for Tunisia and Manchester United Football Club because we saw him on the 23s and everything you described about him came true. He's like, he was mint, but he's got that little bit in him, hasn't he? I mean, he's petulant. He waved a card and called the player over to come and get the imagination. He stood next to the referee. I've never seen that before. That's, <laughs> that's genius. He didn't just go, he went, no, no. He almost got his book out. Come here, you. <laughs> and the referee's going, pat that in, and he's going, no, I'll referee this game. You just move out of my way. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> and the referee just went, no. Yeah. Right, and I've got to send you off. <laughs> so I'm actually looking forward to seeing a lot more of Hannibal. I do uh, think he has got a bit in him. Like, like we already saw anyway, like him and Mengi going at it was interesting. I wouldn't like to have been him in training the next day, though, because... Yeah. What Mengi coming after you, do you? No. Big lad, isn't he? Hey? Big lad. Not at all. Um, but no, it's good to see um, these players got doing also, well, um, getting games for the countries. Amad Diallo playing for Cote d'Ivoire as well. It's got a 97th minute free kick, didn't it? Oh, you've seen it? Hey. Lovely free kick. Could he be the next Fred when it comes to free kicks? <laughs> <laughs> hey, think about it. See that the pecking order is going to be Fred, Bruno, Beckham's Rashford, kid. Diallo. Romeo. Oh, I saw that as well. Absolutely top bins in one. Stop was it for Foot Lauderdale? I don't know what it was, but it was... Have, we, was... have we made a bid yet? <laughs> <laughs> like, just give him the number seven, sign him, yeah, whatever. Beckham writes itself that narrative, doesn't it? Like, we did it with Jordy Cruyff, We did it with Jordy Cruyff. Do you know what, right? different. <laughs> Jordy Cruyff, can I just say this, was mint if it was warm, right? He was one of those players, pre-season, in the summer. He's, be he's better than his dad. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as the Mancunian weather kicks in, isn't he playing, Johnny? Isn't he on the pitch? Oh, yeah, he is. He's getting subbed. He just didn't <laughs> want to know. I respect that, Jay. <laughs> I hate to call myself. <laughs> it's like, I'm not playing in this. It's freezing. Fergie's like, what? <laughs> Listen, I'm a Cruyff. Do what I want. All right, fair enough. Um, but yeah, Beckham. That'd be great to see one of the Beckhams coming out. It's going to happen, though, is it, anytime soon? But, you know. He's playing for Fort Lauderdale, which I think is the reserve team of um, Inter Miami. I'm sure that's nothing to do with his dad owning the team and purely on talent alone. But he did just he absolutely... He got scouted, apparently. Absolutely. They didn't even know it was Beckham. He's going over there. He just well. literally Harvey scouted. Neville's going over there now as well. Yeah. Yeah. Who else? Harvey Neville. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but Romeo Beckham, absolutely, absolutely okay. top bins. <laughs> Um, for Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I see it in my taking this very seriously then. <laughs> hey, it's like, yeah. what's this? Your lad wants to play. Yeah, yeah, sound. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Where's where he want to play? What, in goal? Yeah, go on then. He's got his clubs. Listen, I once said I'd never talk shit about um, younger players coming through. I don't think it's fair on them. I'm not, no, I'm not so giving I'm them grief. I'm fuck all about them. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm merely commenting on the fact that Inter Miami seems to be doing this a little bit. Like, so it says the field. Dutch weather's the same as Manchester, but he grew up in Barcelona, though. Ah, see, this is the thing. Born while um, Johan was playing for Barcelona. Barcelona. And he called him Jordi, because apparently, who knew this? Jordi is the name of, I believe, some sort of Catalan dissident kind of guy. Really? It's a band name. And he was like, I'm calling him fucking Jordi then. 
He's he, like, you can't call him that. And he was like, well, I can because I'm Dutch and he's Dutch. And he's also, Johan Cruyff famously did what the fuck he wanted, didn't he? No, he did. Like, he, come on. No, he didn't do what he wanted. Well, he didn't go he to did. the World Cup one yet because he, he didn't want to. He's chain smoke like, and no one I've ever seen chain smoke on a such line before. It's more than he did what he wanted. Yeah. He did the opposite of what you wanted him to right. do. <laughs> okay. It, it's, it wasn't just like, I'm going to do what I feel like doing. It's yeah. like, what do you want me to do? No. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Johan, do you want to win us this World Cup? No. It, the 78 World Cup yeah. would have been won. If Easily. Played. They got what to the final without him. Was it in the ITV studio? <laughs> in his book, he goes, as I'm sitting there watching the final, I went, oh, I would have won a World Cup if I played. <laughs> <laughs> it was 31. Fucking 31. It's like, it's like, the best player on the planet, and they got to the final about him. I'm guessing he would have got them over the line. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, my famous, my, my favorite memory of him. Obviously, is the 1991 European Cup Winners' Cup final, where he was stood there smoking away as we beat him. Handsome, cool. Tre- bring back co- touchline trench coats. That's what yeah. I said. I think you should be rocking it. Yeah, I'm too fat to make him cool though. Give it a go. We'll be the we'll be the judges judges of that. You gotta be skinny in a, a trench still coat. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's a different trench coat. The uh, yeah, you, you gotta go with like the old school reporter style one. Yeah, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, and Johan Cruyff made it made it cool. Um, Raf Ralph Raf sorry twenty two has made a great point. He says, "Don't let this discussion distract you from the fact that Pep Guardiola has spent eight hundred and fifty million quid to do what Pellegrini did." It's a very good point. That I'm glad he's brought it to our attention. On top of a team that had already won the league with Pellegrini, who wasn't good enough for West Ham. Yeah, we uh, we almost missed that one. Um, oh, I have, we have had some good news though. I had it in the news this morning as well, and you were doubting these owners <laughs> getting new floodlights. That was my reaction. That's their morning. investment, isn't it? Yeah, I think we've hey, new grass as well. Told you the stadium was sorted. Ta-da! Look at these light bulbs, hey. <laughs> And they're not even the energy-saving ones. Okay? <laughs> We've not even scrimped. These are, these are the expensive ones. These are from Marx's. Hey, you're like, all oh, right, that's okay. Now I can just see an underperforming team a bit better. I can see where it needs fucking painting now. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for highlighting that as this rain drips on my head. Um, so, yeah. Are they taking the piss? <laughs> what? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yes! what is this? What is this? We this need to improve communications. You, we've been in an abusive relationship for 16 years. We need a divorce, motherfucker. We don't need to communicate. I know. Um, Miles Van Eaton says, Ghana goes on loan. We are saying we believe Matic has legs to still contribute next season. Hmm. I think there's a bit of a discussion going on a bit about Matic and Ghana and whatnot. I think Ghana's going back to Nottingham Forest, I've heard, for another year here. I think well, Ghana we talked about it more, didn't we? I mean, oh, mate. Laird, what's Laird going to do nowadays with, you know, um, supposedly buying Kieran Trippier in? Now, one of the, the rules of the transfer market that you should adhere to is, like, is this blocking anyone's route to the first team? Especially as a backup. As, if it's a first-choice guy and you go, listen, we're bringing in, you know, like we do with Cavani, perhaps, you go, look, he's going to be mint, he's coming in. Or, or, like, when you bought Pogba. Is anyone going, oh, what about um, yeah. Joe Rothwell? Shut up, it's Paul Pogba. But when you're buying a backup, I think you should always dip into the academy for a backup. Always. Because you get some good service out of players like that. And otherwise, if you go, let's, let, you bought Donny van der Beek last, last year for 40 million. You buy Kieran Trippier now for, for 20, 25 million. That's 65 million on players who aren't playing. 
is yeah, I, I agree. Let's call it academy players. Galbraith, Laird, and by a sixty-five million player that actually fucking starts and make the team better. I I would not be against seeing Ethan Laird coming to the first team squad at all. My only sort of point would be, or maybe playing a little bit of devil's advocate, is it not a thing though? You could say Kieran Chippy is thirty. He comes in for two years. Ethan Laird has had you know a few injury issues over the years. Give him another season it's, where he's getting regular football, not bit football, regular. He's obviously flying at MK Dons. Give him another year there or somewhere else because loads of clubs would have him. And then in a year's time or two years' time, maybe, he's ready to challenge Anna Wambasaka for that right-back spot because Kieran Tripp is 32 and he's gone. Well, look, the thing is with um, MK Dons this year, he's obviously played as a, like, like a, a winger. Wing, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like if you played the black three, like a wing-back. He's, um, he's done the whole season without being injured. He's been... Because I mean, that's the thing in yeah. it with Ethan Laird, was always that worry one, though, because if you're 15, 16, 17, picking up these knocks, you, you worry, don't you? Is he but you also got to think, like, he was never really playing loads and loads of games. Academy football's not fit for purpose, it's gash. Yeah. Uh, and you I wonder... Back. What? Royal Antwerp. Yeah. Do you think the Glazers Gla- have got rid of that? Yep. <sighs> Why? Because it was costing us about 30 grand a year. Oh, yes. And obviously, you know, in that case, get rid of it immediately. 30 grand. When we can just go and overspend millions of pounds on players. And listen. Academy's not as good as it could be. You fucks in the comments who tell me that it's tax efficient to have debt are off your fucking nappers, right? When you are a bank or a fucking condom depot, whatever you are, right? Maybe it's efficient to have some debt so you're not paying absolutely through the ass in tax. When you're a business that relies on cash flow to attract and recruit talent on a bi-yearly basis and you have to compete with other people spending hundreds of millions of pounds, which is almost unique to football or sports at least in that sort of realm, 1.2 billion pounds worth of debt refinancing. How much fucking tax do you think we'd have paid in that time, you utter, utter lunatics? Just because you read one fucking chapter of a fucking book on economics doesn't mean that it's efficient for a football club. Yes, in the grand scheme of things, it's largely efficient to have a little bit of debt to offset any tax that you might have to pay. But not once, as they ever said, have £1.5 billion worth of fucking debt walk out the door doing a moonwalk while you've been asset stripping the first fucking team and diminishing the fucking thing that you bought in the first place, you fucking dicks. I'm sick of you sitting on the bleeding fence. Um, for anyone who didn't know what Royal Antwerp was, it was a, a like a, was a club that we used to loan players out to. Yeah, we spent like we when, when we had developing players. So people like Danny Higginbottom went there, Darren Gibson went there, um, Ronnie Walworth. Well, it wasn't there. just like one at a time. They no, like four over you send four yeah. over. They'd spend a year in the Belgian league or whatever. Yeah, it was, I think it was at the time it was this was Division it? Two in the Division Belgian, Two. Yeah. Sort of play a lot of football. Hopefully get you know fit and get ready for first team football. Johnny Evans went out there as well. I think uh, Fraser Campbell, Danny Simpson, tons of them did. Loved yeah. it. It's funny, so, Clipko, um, the greatest midfielder ever. I don't think he did. He's not on my list. He may have done. I don't think he did. Um, but yeah, uh, Ryan Sunnycliffe, what a legend. Um, but yeah, we sent him out there. He did well. A lot of him. It was useful. It, and it also let you know what level they were at as well. Some of them came back when it's United's first team. Others like likes of Bardsley and Warwick and, and um, you know, a few others went to other clubs. You look to me and you think, okay, maybe they're not at the level that they should be. But there's a lot of players that left United's Academy, went to around to it and had a Premier League career. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Ryan Shawcross is another one. Yeah. Um, it made sense. It cost whatever, you know, I know you've been a bit tongue-in-cheek, but it was pennies, wasn't it? 
It was penny. Kind of things it was. But what it also allowed us to do was to buy players for Royal Antwerp. And I don't know an example of anyone that we did this with, but for example... Um, Dong Fang Zhu, he went there. No, it wasn't him. I think the people from outside the EU, Dong Fang Zhu would have been one of those, but it, it didn't work out with him. But like players that you want to sign from Africa or South America or somewhere like that, Belgium's got a lower threshold when it comes to um, giving out work permits and things like that. So you can bring them into Europe to start getting them into the process of getting a work permit um, on a less restriction than you do for, for, the, for the UK, perhaps. Ah. So that was one of the, the reasons for using Belgium. It wasn't just because it's quite a technical league that you can um, you know, play out from the back in and you know, the, the average age is a lot younger. Think, you know, Dutch league at the minute, the average age of the players is like 20. It's a very, very young league at the moment. But, you know, here's what it is. It is what it is. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks for everyone who got involved in the comments. Um, we've got loads of good stuff coming up this week. We've got transfers live. Everything that's you tomorrow night, isn't it? Doing a bit of old transfers. Yeah, um, MP in the comments says, Laird went an entire game without having to come off with an injury despite being one of the most foul players in League One. And I think the only time he he ended up, I think he had to come off or there was talk of him getting injured. Yeah. start the season, it was a dead leg. He had, well, it wasn't. He had the shits. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he had to come off because he was going to poo himself. So, um, yeah, he wasn't even injured. Yeah, I'm glad, I bet he's glad he told you that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like only 3,000 people watching. I'm sure we can all keep it to ourselves. Uh, yeah, you're going to do transfers live. We're going to have news in the morning as always. We're going to have transfer updates throughout the transfer window. We're going to have a tier one transfer podcast as well. That's coming back. We've got a good guest there. We've got a few others lined up, so make sure you're checking that out. As I said earlier, we are going to be doing watch-alongs on Twitch, kicking off with, was it Italy versus France, is it? Turkey. Turkey. Italy, Turkey on Friday. So there'll be me, there'll be Joe um, and Jordan and a beer as well, I think, for that one. So make sure you're checking out our Twitch channel. Obviously, make sure you're checking out the YouTube channel. Make sure you're hitting like, share and subscribe as well. Steve, anything else you want to add? Um, we just had a bit of a thingy there talking about um, Jordan Henderson and uh, all the rest of that sort of stuff with Rio and Joel over on Five. We are doing watch-alongs for the England games and we've also got a new show called Late Night Vibe as well, which is going to be you know, maybe a rum or two, a bit of a darker kind of vibe set, sofas, chilling. It's 11.30 at night, it's coming on after all the games, so... It's really Stay weird, tuned for my invite to that show, or to any of these shows, must have got lost in the emails because it didn't, didn't seem to receive yeah, it. Yeah, just weird. Re hit refresh and see. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been doing that constantly, I'll keep doing it. Um, right, so make sure you're checking out all that stuff as well. Dave, where can people find you? Um, Twitter and Instagram, just David Pritt, you'll be able to find it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go. Make sure, as well, you subscribe to the channel. This has been The Paddock Podcast. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.